So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name's Ben Hartley, and I'm really glad that you are tuning in, that you are listening today. Uh, this has been a really exciting week for me. I've been uncovering all kinds of things that a lot of people already knew about, <laughs> and, and I've been going back, and it feels like one of those weeks where like, um, it's like a serendipitous week where I keep seeing the same thing appear and appear and appear again and again, and that's going to be a part of today's subject. And so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tease you with that. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I will say uh, this subject that we're going to be talking about that keeps showing up in my life has already been generating uh, leads for my business. And, and it's only been a few days uh, being actively involved. You guys, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you give a damn about your business and probably yourself and your family or your future family or your friends or your leads or your clients. It's like you give a damn. And I'm so glad that you're here because I give a damn about you. The purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. Okay. That's what we are up to here today. And so I'm I'm going to I'm going to tee this up here. Um there is a, a platform that exists uh currently out there for anybody to have access to that over 40 million people are turning to to plan their wedding every single year. There are over 900 million posts about weddings every single year. There are 378 million wedding-related searches every single year on this platform, okay? 81% of people are planning their weddings on this platform. And no, it's not the knot and it's not wedding wire, right? It is not uh, Instagram it's not Facebook. It's not TikTok, although I'm hoping my next episode will probably be on TikTok. Um, what I'm talking about is Pinterest. I'm talking completely about Pinterest. 90% of people say that Pinterest helps them decide what to purchase. Uh, 78% of people say that they use Pinterest in order to decide what brands to purchase uh, based on. And, and so I'm excited to have Cherie Davenport here to talk about it because I'm going to be honest, you guys. You may have heard the, uh, a previous episode that I talked a little bit about Pinterest on 
I was really skeptical. I feel like my mind has moved on from this platform. I think when when Instagram really took off, there was a period of time where it was like Facebook and Pinterest, you know? It was like 2012. And, and those were what we that's like what we had. And and Instagram came along and and now we're starting to turn our eyes to things like TikTok and Snapchat and 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 I've moved past Pinterest. And I've started to go back. I've started to revisit, you know, what have I been passing up? What have I been passing up? And so um, uh, my conversation began uh, earlier just in the week. And in a single week's time, you guys, I have seen parabolic growth with so little effort. I think that's the craziest thing that Sheree and I were going to talk about today is like, so little effort has resulted in clicks to my website and views to my imagery in in a single day like it went it, it was like a parabolic turn upwards and it was in a single day and so I can't wait to see what happens next i want to tell you guys a little bit about Sheree Davenport so i think Sheree Davenport you know she's someone who's been in your shoes right? It's like, she wasn't just like some overnight success. Like eight years ago, she was working three jobs. Seven years ago, she was still getting groceries at the food bank. Four years ago, she finally managed to narrow down those three jobs into just like one full-time job, right? How many of you are late to this? You're out there, you're trying to build a business, you're hustling, but you got bills to pay, you got mouths to feed, you got a mortgage over your head. It's like, you've got to bring in revenue and you're just working and working and working. I've been there. Even when I started my business, you know, it was right alongside a 40-hour week, full-time job while I'm trying to shoot 40 weddings a year. It was insane. Well, Cherie, in 2018, she was able to go full-time as a photographer, and this was because of Pinterest. You guys, in 2018, that single year, 2018, the year that she went full-time, she booked $200,000 worth of weddings that were all directly tied to lead generation from Pinterest. And this is why I'm stoked to talk about Sheree, because that was 2018. That wasn't 2012. Like, this is actually relevant uh, information, and, and I've been seeing it firsthand. And so, Sheree Davenport, welcome to the SFP podcast. Thanks for being here. Hello, and thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. So, okay, Sheree, where, where are you out of? Are you, in, are you in the Colorado area? Tell us about yourself. I am, yes. So I am in, I'll say Boulder, because not everybody knows the smaller cities. I live technically in Erie, but I'm in Boulder County. So kind of smack dab in the middle, like close to Denver, close to the mountains, close to Athens. Love it. That's yeah. awesome. So I want to go back for a second. Eight years ago, you're working three full-time jobs, Okay. Tell me, can, can we rattle off these jobs? I'm just out of curiosity. Like, I want to know, like, how, like, what are these three jobs? Yeah. So I was working at IBM uh, in Boulder as a contractor for Apple. So I was doing the, you know, thanks for calling Apple phone support. Um, okay. That job from 5 a.m. to 1. And then I would leave that job and I would pick up three other kids from school, uh, because this is when I had already had my son, and then I would nanny them from two o'clock until eight o'clock at night. And then I would go home, you know, continue being a mom to my own child, and then run my photography business on the weekends. (laughs) Yep. Man, that is, I think so many people feel that deep inside. I mean, even just especially the like, the single parentness. I mean, it is so 
hard, so hard. I couldn't imagine what it's like to try to be raising a son, building a business on top of it, working another full-time job. It's Man, it's so kudos to you. So incredible. Incredible, incredible. So uh, let's go to that 2018 year where like it was, you, you got it pared down to one full-time job. And, and in 2018, going full-time as a photographer uh, and, and the discovery of Pinterest. I wonder if you could set the stage a little bit for people in, in what that step, like kind of like, you know, dipping your toe into Pinterest and at what point you decided to go all in? Cause it seems like, it seems like you did go all in. Why? I mean, why did you go all in on Pinterest? So I just realized that it wasn't a fluke because I'm, I'm definitely a planner. Like sometimes you'll see people like in Facebook groups, especially someone will be like, when should I leave my full-time job? And so many people will jump on there and be like, oh, just leap. You'll be so good if you just leap. And like my brain doesn't work like that. So I had a personal rule. That well, you I had a son, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course it doesn't work that way because you're like, you're, you're like, no. <laughs> it's usually single people saying that, by the way. Just like jumping off of it and taking my son with me. So that's not something I wanted to do. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah. So I had just like these rules that my student loan would be paid off, which I was able to do in 2017. And then I wanted my car to be paid off, which was kind of like my last major bill that I wanted to pay off before I could go full time. And I wasn't supposed to pay my car off until 2020 on like the plan that I had set for myself Mm -hmm. uh, because of the income that I suddenly started generating that was two, then three times as much as the prior year, I was able to pay off all of my debt and save up a year's worth of bills as a cushion before I left my corporate job. And I left two years before I was planning on being able to. It's awesome. So when you looked at the surrounding kind of um, uh, landscape of marketing opportunities, of, of social media, of search, uh, essentially just lead generation, and and I mean, at the time, it's like Facebook and Instagram, um, niche sites, wedding wire, not, uh, and and Pinterest. What did the experimentation phase look like? I'm I'm assuming there was a little testing. I'm assuming that you were probably, again, correct me if I'm wrong. These are assumptions. I'm assuming that you were probably a little bit of everywhere, and at some point, you decided I'm going to put most of my energy into Pinterest. Exactly. So yeah, you are assuming correctly. I was like throwing myself at every marketing avenue because they were all like a little bit successful, but none of them (laughs) were as successful as Pinterest became. So I needed to put my eggs or beans, I guess we'll say. (laughs) (laughs) You got to put your beans in a basket. It's a little throwback to the uh, pre-show banter that, <laughs> that Sheree and I had. I was uh, describing a poker move where I was going to put all my chips in, but instead of chips, I use beans in the analogy. I'm going to put all my beans in. And so we're just continuing this. Got it? So you put all your beans in one basket with Pinterest. I got it. Exactly. But yeah, I was on the knot at one point. Did not have great success with it. I've tried Facebook ads. Like I know how to set up a funnel. I know how to post on Instagram every day and like show my face and do that. But I just felt like it was so much effort. And when I started using Pinterest, like I said, I almost felt like it was a fluke because I put in, you know, some effort, but then all of a sudden that like little bit of effort just blew up. And so once I started like pouring more of that same work into it, it just became more and more successful and then it never stopped. So I was like, all right, I got 
isn't a flu. Sheree, I relate so much and I've just begun to step my toes into the Pinterest waters. Like I relate so much to what you just described. I'm like, is this really a thing? Like, can this be where I did certainly some work? I did some research and, and, and learned and, and updated some things, but to see the, you know, to see things go to like 6,000 views and, and we'll talk a bit about this, but actually having people land on the website to actually have people click through and go to my website after a single, like just a few minutes of work that, that is, that's set up. It was, it was really wild. So, so let's jump in on Pinterest because I want this episode to be so incredibly hands-on for people. I did an earlier episode about Pinterest and we, we talked through um, a little bit of the, um, of some basics. And so I want to kind of build on on some of the information that um, I've been kind of unpacking in previous episodes, if yeah. that's okay with you. But I, I do want to ask a fundamental question, more, more of like a foundational question of how wedding photographers and service, like like wedding, um, wedding photographers, wedding industry, like wedding professionals will say, or even, I mean, I'm curious too, how you feel, feel about Pinterest for other photography niches, right? Um, portraiture and, and family sessions, that kind of stuff, how they should be using Pinterest. In a very similar way. So I think it works for any service-based professional. Like I specifically speak to photographers as a photographer, but I have people who I've mentored that shoot families, maternity, newborn, and they're successful on the platform using the same exact strategy in just like a slightly different way, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, and I think it does. And I think maybe we'll begin to understand it a little bit more as we kind of unpack that, that strategy. Here's a question that I have for you. And it's a question that I've, I've, I've I've thrown out in the past and it's something that I'm well aware of is I think one of the things that I've dismissed about Pinterest in the past is that as I see people, it's something, but I feel like there's a vanity metric to Pinterest um, that I've always been curious about whether or not it actually generates leads, you know, like whether this actually produces clicks to your website that then move through the funnel that fill out your contact form. And what I mean is I see people all the time talking about Pinterest as like, yeah, you know, I've got a, a you know, 50,000 views a month. I got a hundred thousand views a month. I got 200,000 views a month, whatever, whatever that is. And I'm, I've always been like, well, what is a, what is a view? What's an impression? What does that even mean? And is it actually generating leads for the business? Can you um, unpack that a little bit? And, and am I being overly sensitive or maybe, maybe overly critical to what I'm calling a vanity metric of views? Because I'd love to be corrected on it. That's how I've, I've felt about it is a little bit of a vanity metric. But I, I listen, I, I'm wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> You know, I wish I could correct you in saying that it's not a vanity metric, but it absolutely is. Pinterest isn't like Instagram where it's like, oh my God, this person has 10,000 followers. They have the swipe up feature. Like your goal on Pinterest isn't monthly viewers. That of course kind of conflates to traffic to your website. The end goal on Pinterest is traffic to your website. So your monthly viewers is just how many people have seen your content in their search results when they type something into the search bar. So that's great because those are eyes on your work, but to generate leads, you actually need them to click through to get to your website before they can go through, you know, your funnel of call to actions and stuff to actually reach out and hire you. Totally makes sense. So can I ask a question of what should that goal be? So let's say that for every 
like is there is there a is there a percentage that that we should have in mind let's say for every 1000 monthly views you know like is the aim a 1% of those are clicking through is the aim 10% of those cl- clicking through do you have any thoughts on what that looks like so that's really tricky to kind of correlate the monthly viewers to the actual traffic of your website because things will sometimes go viral on Pinterest. So you'll have like one pin that gets a million views and like tens of thousands of repins and something like that might generate, you know, 150 clicks through to your website. But then sometimes you have something smaller but more relevant to your market and that will also generate 100 clicks through to your website. So yeah. they don't necessarily go hand in hand. It's just about putting relevant content in front of people that makes them want to see more of that. Okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Uh, so I guess I want to dive right in to some of the nuts and bolts of like what our Instagram, or I almost said Instagram, my goodness, what our Pinterest strategy like ought to be. Because I think I, I I have a lot, or I should say I had even just up to like a couple of days ago, I had a lot of judgments or maybe um, things that I thought Pinterest was when I considered the platform. I think in the past I could, I've considered Pinterest a, a social platform. I think I've also considered it to be a platform um, that required a lot of uh, resources to be made, like graphics to be made, like a lot of content to be like produced out of you know thin air, and, and that meant a lot of work to me. And, I, and I've also just thought of like, man, I think about Pinterest, and I'm just thinking about like my wife shopping on it, or or like like for clothes, right? So like clothes or recipes. So these are like all these judgments that I have. And so I've kind of like written it off. Am I alone in that? Or are those, are, do you see a lot of people that you're talking to with these same judgments? Absolutely. So many people lump Pinterest in as a social media platform because we kind of do it too, right? We rattle off like, oh, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook. But in reality, it's not used like a social media platform. It's used like a search engine So we can't treat it like we treat these other social media platforms where we, you know, have to throw our personality into it and do all of these different things. We need to be treating Pinterest more like Google, like a search engine than we would be treating it like Instagram. Yeah, I feel that. So let's dive in on some of the strategies then as we're talking about it as a search platform. You said we we ought to be treating it more like Google rather than Instagram. Uh, How does this relate to um, even the comparison of like Instagram captions versus like Pinterest descriptions or, or, and again, correct me, please, Shri, if I botch kind of some of the verbiage here, but like a Pinterest (laughs) title, is that what they're called? Like, like a Pinterest title and description versus like an Instagram caption. What, What are some of the differences here? Um, Yeah. So Instagram captions are supposed to be personable, right? You like talk about your couple, you put a nice little pretty love quote on there, you know, whatever you want to do. But with Pinterest, since you're treating it like a search engine, you use keywords instead of acting like you're talking to somebody. So instead of being like, I loved this moment where, you know, this mother kissed their child on the cheek. It made me feel so good. That's like your Instagram stuff, right? But on Pinterest, that same image would be, you know, uh, mother and bride first look, or you would describe her dress or their venue or her hair and things like that, because you want to hit the things that other people are looking for to inspire them for their own wedding instead of telling the story, because that's where your traffic. 
comes from. That's awesome. That <laughs> I think that also may be one of the reasons I'm already liking the direction of Pinterest because how many of us have just been relatively exhausted writing the same like bullshit? We're like, like OMG, literally dying. Like I, like someone come murder me. This wedding is so gorgeous. Well, Why there was a revolver on death? By the way, Instagram, they're probably going to ban me. <laughs> okay, so so I have a few questions on this. So in regards to to Pinterest, so if if we're what I'm hearing you say is we don't need to be talking personalized to the viewer. We don't need to be sharing a story. We need to be thinking more about the keywords in the description of what's taking place. What about duplicate description content, copy and pasting? You know, let's say that we post up. Let me give you a, a scenario here. Let's say we've got a board and it's like a you know, um, Columbus Museum of Art Wedding. Let's say that's what the, our board is. And we got 10 pins on that board. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can, can, is it appropriate for all 10 of those pins to have a similar description of like, you know, you know, uh, uh, jaw, I, I'm trying to imagine, let's say it's Renaissance themed, you know, wedding in, you know, the Columbus Museum of Art. I don't know what it would be, but like, is that appropriate to have the same description across the board? Or do we need to get more creative than that? Yeah, absolutely. So some of your keywords on your pins will be the same for every single photo from a specific wedding that you're blogging. And then some of them will be the same across every single pin from every different wedding that you're blogging, as long as they're all relevant to that specific photo, then you can, like I'm, I'm in Colorado. So I forgot the venue you said Columbus art museum, right? Yeah, I'm just making something up. It could be anything. Sure. So you could use the, the keyword Columbus art museum wedding in the description of every single um, photo from that wedding, because it's true, right? Every single photo from that wedding is from that venue. So you, you can repeat it without being penalized. Okay. That's awesome. So, um, this is fun. So you, I don't know if you know this, I'm on your Pinterest page right now. And so I'm like snooping it super hardcore right now. And I'm going to make sure that I get a link, uh, out for the viewers as well. Um, or I, I guess I should say listeners. Um, that way when you go to the show notes that they can also check out your board, they could follow you, that kind of stuff. Um, and so I've got, I've got some questions about your board now that you've kind of described it as kind of treating Pinterest, uh, as a search, you know, um, algorithm like Google, right? Um, some of the things that you've done and, and I've got follow-up questions. Is that cool if I ask some questions yeah, about your board? Yeah, go for it. It looks really intense and really crazy, but when it all breaks down, it'll blow your mind how easy it is. Oh my goodness. Okay, cool. This is exciting. I love things that like you can, that um, once you've got it figured out, it's it's just kind of good. You know, there's so many platforms right now. Like again, it's like face or Instagram. It's just, it keeps changing and Facebook ads. Oh my goodness. Don't get me started on Facebook ads, but they just, they, they're always changing. It's always evolving and there's never like a, oh, I've got this kind of figured out it's simple like and i get it it is but it's not it's because it keeps changing right so well, sure. as it becomes simple it's like oh just kidding we changed something and pinterest has made updates to their algorithm but they've all been in the favor of a service professional they haven't been like you know shadow banning and things like that that affect your business badly they've all been 
great changes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I'm on your, I'm on your board and, and it feels like things are very focused on, uh, so it says your, your title is Cherie Davenport, comma, photographer. And, and so my first question is if your goal is to photograph Colorado weddings, how come your, your name, uh, your handle, I don't know what yeah, your name on, on Pinterest isn't Cherie Davenport, you know, Colorado wedding photographer. I, I wonder if you could expand on that. Yeah. So I have a really long, awful name. <laughs> So I actually can't fit that whole entire phrase, but your um, your name doesn't come up on Pinterest in the search results unless somebody types it in exactly. So it's less about what your name on there is and more about what the names of your pins and descriptions are. Because um, then as long as they see your name once they come to your profile, that's brand awareness, right? They see mm-hmm. your name and that you're a photographer. So your, whatever your, like your title is or your name, again, I'm not sure what the verbiage is that doesn't populate in search. It's the pins and the boards that populate on search. Exactly. Yep. The things that come up on the SERP, which is the search engine results page, um, are pin titles, pin descriptions and that's yeah. it. And okay, wow. board descriptions as well. So one of my favorite things about your and your Pinterest strategy or just like what you've got going on that's currently driving me nuts about mine. Let me give you a little backstory here, Cherie. So my wife was super involved in in um our Pinterest kind of approach again back in 2012. And back then, you know, she and I, we were just kind of like, I don't know, let's pin it. We were just like making boards and we were just like pinning everything. We were just making all kinds of boards. And I logged in again, like I said, a couple days ago and we had, you know, maybe it was like 90 something boards, right. Of just like all these random things. And and I started, (laughs) say that again. Oh, I said home decor, hair and makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maternity board. We had so many different things. And I go over to your your boards and I see six boards, okay? And so uh, here's my question. For the person who has uh, maybe a Pinterest page that they haven't been active in for a little while, they're looking to kind of maybe reclaim, they're going to take your information, they're going to be like, yes, I, I'm going to get back into this. I'm going to kind of clean up what I've got, right? Because that's been me. And I'm like looking at it. I've, I think I've narrowed it down, Cherie, to let's see here, 58 boards, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> but, you know, I have all these random things. And so like, what, what do we do as I was doing research into this? I see op- options like, um, making boards secret, but then I'm still seeing them on my end. And I really don't want to see them on my own end, to be honest, like in the back. And I don't even know what a secret board really means. I see options like I can archive the board. Again, I still see the archived board cluttering up my back end of things when I log in and I don't really know what archive means. Um, and then there's the, this rather permanent option of deleting pins and deleting a board. And, and I've, I've been doing research, like I said, literally in the last 24 hours and people are like, never delete a board, never delete a pin. And then other people are like, eh, yeah, bro, you should probably delete that bullshit. That's some bullshit. You should probably get rid of the bullshit. You know what I mean? And so, uh, can, can you settle this for the listeners? Like, what do we do in order to try to organize our, our cluster, but yeah, what do you think? 
So I am team no bullshit. Like you don't need that stuff because that photo of how you wanted to decorate your bedroom is not going to generate traffic to your website. It's not going to generate leads. So I know some people still really enjoy using Pinterest for inspiration. And for those people, like, great. I, I look at recipes on Pinterest still all the time. Make it a secret board because what that means is that it doesn't go against your impressions. So when you're looking at your monthly viewers and it says you have, you know, right now you have 6,000. So right now your 6,000 monthly viewers is specific to everything on your Pinterest. So your maternity stuff, as well as your business stuff. But we want to look at numbers as like strictly, okay, these numbers are directly related to my business because every single pin on my account is directly related to my business. Is there ever a time to delete a pin or delete a board instead of making it secret? Um, if it doesn't matter to you, like I've deleted everything. I just delete everything, start over. You can even start a brand new account because again, this isn't treated like a social media platform. So your followers don't matter. You don't need followers on Pinterest. You need impressions and traffic to your website. Interesting. Okay. So were you say I need to, I need to clarify some things here, Cherie, because I feel like we're getting into the mud a little bit. Cause Uh-oh. when I started this question, you were like, make it secret. And then when I pushed you, you were like, I del- deleted everything. So I feel like, which one is it? Is it so make it secret, it secret is- or is it just clean it up and get rid of it? So I guess it just depends on the person. I think that everyone should just delete everything. But if you have some sort of like sentimental hoarders level attachment (laughs) to a board that you've created that has all these ideas that matter to you and you don't want them going anywhere, then you can make it secret and it's fine. But otherwise, like why clutter it up? So personally, I delete everything. But if you don't want to delete your personal stuff, making it secret makes it so that it doesn't actually affect your account or your analytics. Gotcha. But it, but it sounds like it may be something that you want to no longer affect your analytics. Like if it's not actually giving you um, data that helps your bottom line, right? Which is to, to drive traffic to your website. Is that accurate? Exactly. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal with Pinterest is traffic to your website. Okay. Perfect. So can you unpack a little bit about like, so then what is archiving? Cause you were mentioning making things secret and I'm curious about like, okay, so what's this whole archive option? So archiving, it just means that it doesn't show up on your account or in search results anymore. So then But it still affects your analytics if people have searched something so specific to that photo that it comes up. So I don't archive anything. Really, I I tell everyone that I talk to directly, just make a brand new account. If you haven't used Pinterest for business, just start over and make a brand new account or keep your account and delete everything. Okay, cool. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. 
Presto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business? Like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, Well, then uh, for me, it's it's like the bottom drawer of like my Ikea furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way, with FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six-figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six-figure photography. You guys, at this point... Let's hop back to the show. One of the questions that I have is like, I'm trying to understand, like, what, how do I measure the success of a pin? Or even as I'm trying to debate over here, like, man, should I just delete this stuff or, or, or should I make it secret? Like, like for example, there's a pin that's generated um, in, t- in its entire life, uh, uh, or no, let's say it's entire month. So this month it's generated three clicks to my website, but it's something that's like almost 10 years old. It's work I'm not stoked about, but it's generated three clicks to my website. It's like, is that a high enough metric or is that kind of like baby talk? Is that nothing? 
No, you should absolutely keep anything that has a backlink to your website as long as that backlink isn't broken. I booked a wedding. One of my highest paying weddings last year was from a wedding that I had pinned that I shot in 2011. And God, I love my clients. And if they ever heard this, they would be fine with it because I've said it to their face. I was not that good at my job in 2011. (laughs) Right? I feel that. No, I feel that for real though. I'm like, I don't know if this is a good reflection, but people seem to be clicking on it. Yeah, definitely keep it because the end goal is that they land on your website, right? So once they land there, they're going to see that like, wow, in the last decade, this person has really learned how to do their job well. (laughs) And then they're even more excited. (laughs) Okay, cool. So in that case, once again, to clear the muddy waters, don't delete it. Make that board secret. No, no, no. So that, so the only, sorry, I misspoke earlier. The only boards that you should be deleting or making secret are boards that don't have content that backlinks to your website. So I'm talking like you've repinned decorating ideas from from Pinterest to a board, but the backlink of that photo of the lamp that you're going to put in your room is a backlink to like homegoods.com. That does nothing for you. So those are the pins and the boards that you should delete or make secret. Okay, gotcha. So uh, how how worried should I be, just being as that I did delete about 20 boards, probably a few thousand pins? Did they have content that belonged to you and went to your website or were they just- Yeah, they did, yeah. So if they had your own content, but it was mixed with a bunch of random stuff and you deleted it, that's fine because- it would have taken a lot longer to go through and delete pin by pin the stuff that wasn't yours. But if you deleted a bunch of stuff that was just your... Yep, that's the one. That's You nailed it. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Can we get a little wah, 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 wah sound effect here? Leslie, can you make me sound like a a fool here for just a little little sound effect in there? A dunce hat. Interest came out with an archive feature because I'm like, what's that for? Just delete it. But yeah, it, yeah, this was me. And I think it's just like that sense of just like I opened it up and everything was so cluttered. I was just like, ah, I'm just going to delete it. Just like all over delete. So how on earth did you settle in on just eight, I'm sorry, six boards? Can you talk to us a little bit about the six boards that you have on your page and, and why you chose those six boards? It seems so incredibly intentional. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I just want to say that even though you did delete stuff you shouldn't have, sorry, the good news about this platform is it's so easy that it's going to take no time at all to build it back up. Like, I feel confident that if I deleted my Pinterest today and restarted it tomorrow, I would be successful with it within 30 to 60 days all over again. So, yeah. Well, I mean, again, literally yesterday, I did one thing yesterday. And it went, I went from 500 views, zero clicks to my website to six and a half thousand views in a day, mm-hmm. our impressions to, and 10 clicks to the website in a day of, and apparently my day was full of debauchery alongside with some productive things. Cause I deleted a bunch of stuff, <laughs> but I also refreshed some things and added some content and, and that still generated a massive upside. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so I, pu- I pulled up my account so that I can kind of explain these different boards to you. Um, but I have Colorado Wedding Photographer, Colorado Elopement Photographer, and Colorado Engagement Photographer. Those were like my three solids that I started with because those are the things that I specialize in. Is 
weddings, elopements, and engagements. Um, I also have added boards since then as testing. So I have one where I've only pinned content from my Instagram to see if that generates more traffic to Instagram for things like the Explore page, because the more traffic you have, the more likely you are to get on things like that. Yeah. Um, How'd that work out? So I just started that like two, three weeks ago. So I don't have results yet, but I'm still testing it out. That's cool. (laughs) Um, Okay. And then I also just in the last couple of weeks, I started a board for Florida. Um, I have family down there and I really hate that it snowed every day here for a month. So I decided I would try to market to some Florida weddings. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Okay, cool. Um, So one of the things I noticed about your work, and this is maybe Pinterest 101, I, I imagine this next question completely is, but I'm pinning stuff from my blog currently. And... Uh, all my stuff, my blog does have a watermark. So all my pins, you know, they got my style and story watermark. Is that like a no, no, like it is on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Facebook watermarks are appropriate. Instagram watermarks are not native to the platform, right? It's not expected. How do you feel about that on Pinterest? So Pinterest is a visual platform, but the watermark doesn't matter. Like it does on the way I say, I, I should be clear. And then, um, cause it's not quite a watermark. It's more of a brand signature. Like it's, it's consistent. It's very minimal and clean and it's not designed to ruin the photograph. Like a traditional, like copyright watermark would be just for clarity. <laughs> yeah. So watermarks don't affect anything. My old blog posts had, uh, watermarks on them. It was actually a really obnoxious logo and it kind of did take away from the photo. <laughs> it did ruin it. Some people's do. Some people's do. Yeah, it, w- it was bad. But I pinned that stuff too. In the very beginning, I pinned everything. And some of those early pins got just as many impressions as things that I've been pinning in the last month. So I think people care more about finding something relevant to them than it looking like magazine pretty, like this curated portfolio that you have to display on platforms like Instagram. Okay, cool. Now, as I'm going through your work, another thing that I'm noticing, um, and then I'm constantly checking myself against is I'm rather self-conscious about my shooting style, Cherie. You know, I don't know what this is or what this says about me, but I shoot 98% of my weddings like horizontal. Like I see the world horizontally, so I'm documenting it horizontally, right? And, And then I hear people say like, if you want your Pinterest page to do well, you must post vertical photographs. And I'm like, well, shit, that's, I don't got that. Like, it's, it's not in my repertoire. And so I, I'm curious, like, if you have any information on, like, just how, like, should I change up my shooting style? <laughs> like, yeah. is that something I should be aware of for 2019? Oh, my God, it's 2020. Jeez, it's wait. not funny. <laughs> 20. No, absolutely not. I'm the same way. Like, I shoot most of my stuff horizontal. Like sometimes I'll do verticals for details and it's just because it's been ingrained that like publications want vertical photos. And And it's true that vertical photos take up more like real estate per se in the search result because it takes up twice the amount of space as a horizontal photo, but it really doesn't matter. Like again, my horizontal pins have gotten just as many impressions and driven just as much traffic as my vertical ones. So even though technically it takes up more space, it's not necessary to be successful. Shuri, I like you. You're, you're telling me all the, all the right things, except for 
when you told me that I shouldn't have deleted all that content. <laughs> Other than that, I feel like I'm like, oh, cool. I feel like maybe I'm on the right trajectory here. This is good. Can I ask you a question about um, some of your 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 strategy here with you know driving content? Right now, it seems that you're trying to drive kind of statewide content based off of your keywords, right? So I'm looking at your boards, and it's very Colorado focused. Colorado elopements, engagements, Colorado wedding photographer. I'm curious if you had any opinion on being even more locally focused with boards. You know, maybe it's not Colorado, but it's a, a specific city within Colorado or a specific venue and city. You know what I mean? Like going back to the Museum of Art type of a thing. Or if you think that it's a better move to stay in that kind of Colorado wedding photographer, like like a, a couple steps, a couple onion rings out, if that makes sense, instead of going so narrow. Do you have any thoughts on that? So I do niche it down. I just don't niche it down on the board level, right? Because you have so many different layers. You have your overall account, right? And then you have your boards. And then within boards, you can have sections. And then within sections, you have pins. And then your pins each have their own description. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. This is brand new, hot off the press information for my brain. So there are there's, there's organization within the board structure? Yeah. So you can section it and label it that way too. But I'm like, I don't like having my time wasted. I've got like so many things to do as like a mom and running my business and uh, being a control freak and not outsourcing things. I'm a busy person. So I do what gives me the biggest ROI, return on my investment, aka my time. And I keep it super general at the board level because that's the easiest way to do it. And then my like descriptions of each pin, that's when I specific down to like, okay, this is a wedding, a Boulder, Colorado wedding instead of just a Colorado wedding or the name of the venue. And I get all the way down, like I described the flowers and her bouquet, all the way specific. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then I, I feel like uh, I should probably, I, I, I feel like I need to revisit this then. Is, is, is it okay to have just broken off boards or you just did that for the structure of your life? You, you can absolutely have like, if I wanted to change it, I could have like a Boulder wedding board, a Vail wedding board, a Winter Park wedding board, but I, I just keep the, the board level general and break it down where people are actually searching for it. Cause I want my pins to show up more than my boards because I have, you know, 50 pins a day and I can't come up with a brand new board every single day. Yep. Okay, cool. I get it. Um, I, is it cool that I keep kind of rattling off these really practical questions? I, I, I feel like these are all these things that when people log in and they try to do stuff, they're like, well, what? I don't know. Should that, is that a thing? Is that okay if I keep going in this route? Yeah, absolutely. I want people to feel confident that they can use this platform and get their time back because I used to be an everyday Instagram poster, like sometimes twice a day. I would try to like hop on my stories. And it's so exhausting to like pour that much effort into something. And you're like, Oh my God, I got two leads this month from Instagram. Like I was so sick of that. I'm getting like 30 plus leads a month from Pinterest. And I don't have to show my face on a story or come up with some fluffy caption to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, man, I get it. So let's talk duplicate content or or duplicate pins, right? So let's say I've got this picture of a groom and, and he's looking sexy. And so that's cool. We got that going for us, which is nice. And so I pin him on a, on a, 
uh, museum of our board because that's where he had his his sexy wedding, right? And but he's also got this little sexy boutonniere. This is a really sexy guy, right? Sexy boutonniere, sexy wedding, everything, right? So he's got the sexy boutonniere, and I want to pin that on my on my floral board, right? And then maybe I, he's wearing a sexy blue suit, and so I I pin that on my my blue suit board because I'm really into blue suits. So I got the same guy being pinned, you know, on a single day across, you know, four or five boards. Is that is that a no no? Is that something that we should be wary of in terms of like uh, spamming the algorithm or or, or getting docked for du- right. duplicating content? Oh, I'm so glad that you brought this up because it's so relevant to like this week specifically because that's one of the most common misconceptions in like the Pinterest education sphere. People will tell you like pin that photo to five different places so that it's on, you know, five different boards that people might be looking for. But Pinterest themselves actually released a statement at the very beginning of February that said they're putting more emphasis on fresh pins in people's smart feeds and they're showing less duplicate content. So you've just wasted your time putting the same photo in five different places because they're only going to show it to people once. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So wasting time, but not necessarily getting docked per se. Well, they said, so this is like a direct quote. And this is why I'm so excited that you brought this up because we didn't talk about it beforehand. But I, this is something that I just shared with my uh, mentoring students last week is they said, we understand the need for content creators to maximize their reach and some duplication as possible. But in the long run, you'll be best to maximize your reach by focusing your time and energy on generating more fresh and relevant content for pinners. So that means that they're noticing this spam and they're shifting the algorithm to say, like, stop putting the same stuff in 10 different places and start sharing more original content or we won't show your stuff to people. Nice. So you had mentioned when we were talking previously to this interview, just this, the 80, 20 myth in regards to this new algorithm shift that it sounds like this, this whole algorithm thing, like literally just happened. Uh, and so can you explain a little bit more about that 80, 20 myth? And then also maybe expand uh, a little bit more about the algorithm or, or what you're aware of in regards to it? So 80-20 has always been this like rule that somebody said out loud and everybody decided like that's the rule that we have to follow. And it was 80% of our own content and then 20% of other people's content. But my rule and like what I've always told people is it should be 100-0 because we don't need to drive traffic to other people's websites. We need to drive traffic to our own to generate leads for us, for people Mm -hmm. in our markets. So you should only be sharing your content and only be sharing fresh content all the time. So no 80, 20, 100, zero. Gotcha. So when you start, when people, cause this is also what I've done. I've noticed that a lot of the content for Pinterest strategies, when you go to, into the Googles and you start searching stuff, a lot of it's pretty old. I, like a lot of these like blog posts about like the ultimate Pinterest strategy. It's like from 2013, 2014, 2015. And so uh, that idea of 80% pinning on your own, 20%, you know, um, sharing other people's content is no longer relevant. Because exactly. I certainly have read that, Sheree, just so you know, in the, even in, in the last 24 hours, I have read that that's what I should do. And I was like, oh shit, I'm only doing 100% and zero. <laughs> right. And, so. and that's like the most common thing that's out there from, like you said, 2012, 2013. And that's because 
I'm going to say back then, that wasn't that long ago, but back then, because of how quickly these platforms changed, Pinterest was mostly used by influencers or like lifestyle bloggers. And so they wanted their reach. It wasn't demographic based. Like they didn't just want people in Colorado. They just wanted hundreds of thousands of monthly viewers coming to their website from anywhere just to drive traffic from anywhere. But we want our traffic coming from our local market or the markets that we're trying to shoot in so that those are the people that are actually going to reach out and hire us. Love it. So uh, let's say that you're, you know, when I think about search engine optimization, right? So let's imagine my website here um, and, and I'm here in Columbus, right? And so I'm, I'm wanting my website to rank for Columbus wedding photographers. Let's just say that that's one of my keywords, you know, but let's say I'm interested in, in shooting some destination weddings out in Colorado. I'm going to, I'm going to go toe to toe with you, Cherie. I'm going to yeah. try to get some of them, them Colorado elopements over there, right? So if I if I consider that in regards to search engine optimization, uh, like from my website standpoint, it becomes really challenging. I'm sure you're aware of this to to rank for multiple locations. It becomes really challenging to rank well, I should say, for keywords uh, in regards to multiple sites, geographic locations. So with Pinterest, is that true as well, or can I have, let's say, you know, uh, uh, my my Columbus you know, weddings board that's ranking for Columbus weddings and search, but then also a Colorado weddings board that could do equally well, or will they kind of cancel each other out and muddy the water for the algorithm and they won't know what I'm doing. Does that make sense? How I explain that? Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And that's why we haven't gotten as deep into it. Um, but that's why your backlinks are so important. So I know we talked about things having to backlink to your website, but they should backlink somewhere specific on your website that's relevant to the pin that people are finding. So I have a board um, right now for Florida, and I also have a board for Colorado. All of my photos that are pinned on my Florida board backlink to a page on my website from a wedding in Florida. And all of my pins on my Colorado board backlink to different weddings that were in Colorado. These are all being pinned directly from my blog posts. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So as long as the link that it's referencing is relevant to the location that it's at, you may be good. So maybe people just need to either have a blog post or maybe have a landing page for that particular you know location that they're aiming for. Exactly. And the backlink is created automatically. So if you're if you shoot a wedding in Hawaii and you want to shoot more weddings in Hawaii, then all of the photos on that Hawaii blog post that get pinned to Pinterest will backlink directly to that Hawaii blog post. And then it's all about your call to actions and the flow at that point, right? So you want to have somewhere on there, like, are you getting married in Hawaii? Click here. Like that was an awful call to action. <laughs> well, I think it was the tone. It was the inflection that was, you had a, you had the right verbiage almost, but like a spammy tone. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> Too many like damn wow commercials. That's just my generation. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's really fun. Okay, so w- one of the things that I'm imagine some people will relate to is as I've gone back to reclaim my Pinterest, mm-hmm. um, I was discovering terrible backlink strategy. Like I was discovering that I was pinning from like like actual client galleries, right? So it'd be like a pixie set gallery that I was pinning from. And so my backlink is like going to like some random couples, like actual, like Pinterest gallery from 2011. Do you know what I'm saying? Is it 
possible to update links when you go back or, or is that something that just deserves to be deleted? So you can do that, but I think that it's not worth your time because it's so easy to just pin the stuff that you have on your blog posts where those backlinks already exist in the right place that going in and like one by one updating backlinks is going to take you so much time when you could just delete it. And then if that Pixie Set Gallery is a client that you have blogged somewhere like deep in the depths of your website, as long as your your blog is set up to say like, you know, this and this wedding, and then you pin it, it'll take them to the right place there. Love it. Awesome. Once again, telling me things that I want to hear. <laughs> this is great news. Uh, Sheree, so I'd love to hear, you know, I'm sure that this, these kind of um, keyword strategies result in clicks back to the website. Um, I hear that you've got a little secret way to find clients on Pinterest. And I wanted to see what it would take uh, you know, for me to, to kind of coax it out of you. I don't know if you, you don't mind baiting me in, in terms of like letting me know what needs to happen in order <laughs> for me to get you to spill the information on this episode. I will absolutely spill the beans since we're on the, the beans. <laughs> the beans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is one of my favorite things to show people because it gets them excited about actually going on Pinterest because okay. you can people immediately, but I just want everybody that's going to use this because everybody's going to check it out. It's creepy and it's awesome. Um, you have to like realize that now that you've done that, imagine how much better it'll be when you actually start implementing the strategy to have clients find you so that you don't have to go fishing for your clients. So with that being said, <laughs> um, with pretty much any platform like Facebook, Instagram, we turn off our email notifications, right? Because they're annoying. They come in like by the handful every day. Okay. So on Pinterest, I actually leave all of my email notifications turned on. And then I just set up a rule to filter them into their own little folder. Because what happens is Pinterest sends you an email anytime somebody saves your pin to their board, right? So... Say you've pinned something at a venue. I'm going to use the Stanley Hotel, which is in Estes Park as an example. So say someone's getting married at the Stanley Hotel. They get on Pinterest. They type in the Stanley Hotel. Your photo comes up because you've used the keyword, the Stanley Hotel. And so they click on it and they don't go to your website because they're in planning mode, right? They're like, pin, 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 pin. They save it to their board. Well, mm -hmm. as soon as that happens, Pinterest sends you an email and it says, so-and-so saved this photo to this board. Well, Pinterest came out so close to when Facebook came out that how did everybody sign up? They signed up by clicking join with Facebook. So most people have their first and last name as their Pinterest account name. So Pinterest is literally emailing you couples first and last name when they're saving your content to their board. Well, guess what else everybody used Instagram to sign up with? Facebook. Join with Facebook because we're lazy and it was easy. So I don't reach out to people on Pinterest. I copy paste their name from my email notification, pop it onto Instagram where it's not weird to follow a stranger. And I follow them on there and start interacting with their stories. Nice. Okay, cool. 
That's really neat. So in that interaction, do you have a reference like, hey, I saw that you saved one of my pins. Like, is that part of it? Or do you just kind of like show up to for that name? Again, recognition of they saw you on Pinterest, they saved it. Now you followed them. And so they're going to see your brand once again. Well, I'm just curious if you don't mind expanding upon that. Is Is it just like another another touch point or are you actually connecting with them in the DM? So I feel like it would be extra sketchy to like slide into someone's DMs and be like, I saw you saw something that I did six years ago. (laughs) You know what? You'd think that, but a lot of people do some really crazy stuff in the DMs. Yeah. So you don't slide into the DM about that. They've seen my work. I know they like it. They don't know that I know that they like it. So I follow them and I just start interacting. Like I'll like a couple of their photos, but I think stories are where it's at. And like, I love dogs. I foster dogs. And a lot of people, especially in Colorado, have dogs. Most people in general just like have a pet that they love. And so what do you do with that pet? You put its cute face on your Instagram story. So I'll respond and be like, I love your dog. It'll have nothing to do with their wedding. And then we start talking. Connection built. Brand awareness is there because they've already seen you on Pinterest, even though they don't necessarily know that was you. And then boom. There they are. Really okay, cool. So when you say you 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 interact with them, it's more like you're liking uh, a couple of their images, some of their posts, and maybe you're commenting or engaging that way. Exactly. Perfect. Love it. Thanks for the clarification on that, man. The, I just want to can I just want to hang out and just keep digging in and just like keep pinging you for it. Can I? Can we? Can, <laughs> I just want to do this the rest of the day, Sheree. This is you're so resourceful. You're so helpful for my tiny little brain. This is incredible. I'm so I'm just grateful for you. And you're not just sharing this with me. You're sharing this with thousands of photographers. And and so thank you for yeah. having a heart to give back to the community and and to get this information out there. I just, and yeah, it's awesome. So, Sheree, where can people find you online? I, I know that you you really focus in on this. You teach Pinterest to photographers. You've got resources. Where can they find you online? Where can they follow up with you directly? Because I'm still stumbling. I'm stumbling over here. Through. I'm, and I tell you what, though, Sheree. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> I'll do a solo episode when I do, you know, middle of the year, uh, you know, melting all y'all's faces. I'm going to figure it out. But right now I'm stumbling, but you've got it nailed. So where can people contact you, find you online? Absolutely. So my education stuff is all on my wedding photography website, which is just my first and last name. Really fun to spell. So you'll have to look in the show notes, but uh, it's just sheriedavenport.com slash the Pinterest guide. And I've created a guide that goes through my step-by-step strategy, which covers all of the things that you have to do on your blog posts before you even get to Pinterest. And then everything you have to do to set up your business account, how you should be keywording your photos. It's got a checklist for like going through step-by-step to be successful on the platform. Um, and then I also do mentoring. So for people that are feeling like they want a little bit more handholding or they just learn better by talking to somebody out loud and having that kind of one-on-one attention. Uh, it's the same information in the Pinterest guide, which is what I tell everyone. It's just that I'm there right next to you, step-by-step step, telling you what to do instead of reading it through a guide. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Cherie, thank you so much. I will make sure to get links in the show notes so people can get uh, easy access uh, to all that documentation. And again, I can't express my gratitude enough for you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope people's brains aren't melting, but I also hope that they are because it is a really exciting platform. So I'm excited to see what people do with it. Yeah, like a good melting. I think it's a good melting. 
Podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in today. You know, we've been double tapping this Pinterest thing. And if you are a part of my mastermind community, you will have seen me actually kind of open up the back end of my own Pinterest. And so here's my invitation to you all. There's a, a fantastic community called sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. I'm sorry, that's the link to get to it, but it's the mastermind group on Facebook, free community of really awesome photographers that are wrestling with their business business to try to figure out how to grow it, how to generate more leads, how to maximize revenue, um, how to convert just like everyday leads that may find you on Pinterest into like high paying clients who see your value. That's the conversations that we're having. And so uh, over there in the mastermind group, I've I've just been sharing what I've been learning with Pinterest and what I'm going to continue to learn as I keep testing some of these things out that Cherie was sharing. Um, and, and actually, fun fact, this podcast was live streamed into the mastermind group. And so everyone who's a part of that group just got a behind the scenes sneak peek video live recording before y'all who are listening right now on Spotify and and iTunes ever got a chance to hear it. And so if you want to be a part of that community, if you want to be able to engage with me on on a more one-to-one level, um, then I want to encourage you to be a part of that. It is once again, you can get access. It's free. Ain't no strings here. Sixfigurephotography.com, S-I-X, six figurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. I really do hope that I see you in the in the Facebook group. And if I don't, well, then you get to hear this voice once again on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Until then, bye, everybody. Bye.